British GT News. Hello and welcome to the first of our From the Racetrack, almost live, recorded as live programmes. Don't expect this to be as polished as Sarah makes the main episodes, um, because even when Sarah's editing, I've said, look, we're doing it from the racetrack. There's a good chance we could be doing it sat outside a tent. Um, so we're, we're never going to achieve the same level of sound quality that Sarah achieves when we're recording formally. But this is our way of keeping you guys up to date with what's happening at the racetrack. You might be able to hear some music in the background. Uh, you may be able to hear people walking past because when I said we'll probably be sat outside a tent, I'm currently sat in a camping chair outside my tent with my iPad and my sound recorder recording this for you. Um, but I am going to run through what happened over the course of today. Now, of course, whenever we come to the racetrack on a Saturday with British GT, the first thing we do is get down to some free practice. And free practice... One got underway fairly soon after we arrived. Or when I say after we, we got into the media centre because we were in tents last night as well. Topping the table in free practice one was 76, the Mia Fluid and Ewan Hankey driven vehicle, the driven car. This is the McLaren 720S GT3. Um, quite a margin actually uh, when when the time was first set. The time was set on lap 4 of 20 for the car. Um, and at the time it was better part of a second between first and second place. Then came a red flag. And the reason for the red flag is is um, that there was an incident involving a GT3 and a GT4 car. The GT3 car in question was a number 15, the Ram Racing car of John Ferguson and Ulysses de Pau. The GT4 car was a number 7. This is the Michael Broadhurst and my mind is just completely blanked. Um, Ed McDermott, Motus 1 Racing. Uh, this this weekend, a Mercedes-AMG GT4. They've not brought the McLaren out to play this weekend and it's got to be nice to be able to choose between McLaren and Mercedes whenever you want. Um this incident happened out of Hawthorns. Now, if you don't know the Brands Hatch Grand Prix circuit, to get to Hawthorns, you come round Druids, which is the second corner after Paddock, then you turn left at Graham Hill Bend and down the Cooper Strait, left again at Surtees, and you run up the hill, under the bridge, down the hill, and then back up to the hill to a very fast right-hand bend. Um, it's a tricky bend at the best of times, and it proved too tricky this time because that was where the two cars came together there was barrier damage it took about 20 minutes to fix um, and that then meant that the session was red flagged now unfortunately in free practice if we have a red flag you do not then get the time back the clock continues to run through the red flag so it meant that we only got about 40 minutes of actual on track time in the first session uh, what it also means is that the number seven car, the team, are working on it. Um, didn't actually look too bad when I came past, but when I say it didn't look too bad, most of the bodywork was off and it was up on the high stands. Um, but the team hope to get the car ready for tomorrow's action, 
that is going to be hopefully the warm-up, morning warm-up, which will give a chance to shake the car down and make sure that everything's sort of straight and where it should be. But it could be that we do not see this car again until it runs to the grid. And we have not yet had an application into the stewards for the car to start the race, which they'll need to do because they didn't manage to qualify. Ram Racing, unfortunately, uh, managed to score sixth in class, in the Silver Am class, uh, 12th overall, and GT cars run all the way down to 16th, so they weren't by, weren't the slowest, but um, they were out, obviously, on the spot from this accident. The team took basically one look at the car and turned around and said, nah, we can't do this, not, not here. Um, so the number 15 car has been withdrawn from the weekend and will take no further part. Going back to the results then, 76 topped the table on a 124.751. And by the end of the session, the gap had come down quite significantly to second place. And it was down to 0 0.096 seconds, thanks to Callum McLeod in the number 6 Ram Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. Um, Callum obviously returns to the car um, that Ian Loggy has piloted all year so far. Uh, but Ian is alone in his possibility of winning the championship because he switched between Callum and between Georges um, Gounon as as his co-driver over the course of this 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 season so far. Third place in the championship went to or in the championship. Um, I'm getting about four hours of racing ahead of myself there. Third place in the session went to Morgan Tilbrook and Marcus Clutton in the number 77 Enduro Motorsport McLaren. In GT4, it was Stella Motorsport which set the pace. Um, Richard Williams and Senna Fielding in the Audi, which is still plain, painted plain silver. They haven't put the livery on it after they debuted their new chassis at Spa. Um, we expected good things from this car. The number 42 car has always gone well at Brands Hatch. It's a car that suits the circuit. Um, so no surprises there bit more of a surprise potentially in second and third in class and also the leading car of GT4 Pro-Am. Second place in GT4, 18th overall, was Mark Radcliffe and Benji Hetherington in the Veluga Racing Porsche 718 Cayman GT4 RS Club Sport. What a mouthful. And I'm not going to say it again for the third place car. That's Team Parker Racing with Jamie Orton and Seb Hopkins sharing the driving the number 65. Championship contenders. Obviously, Stella Motorsport are in it there. They sit third in the championship, just three points off the leader. Uh, Academy Motorsport are also contenders. Uh, they finished in third in silver, 20th overall, so that's fourth in class. Um, another th three spaces further back is Josh Miller and Jamie Day in the 23 car, the R Racing Aston Martin. That's 23rd overall. 
and then Newbridge Motorsport, Matt Topham and Darren Turner's 27 car. Scully sits just a place behind in the standings from Free Practice 1. Free Practice 2 then was, we thought, going to be the next bit of news that came out. But it wasn't because between Free Practice 1 and Free Practice 2, there was news coming through from Fox Motorsport who broke it first. Uh, this is the eagerly awaited decision from the National Court over which uh, who, who was right about the interpretation of the rules in Spa. Uh, to recap briefly, there was some form of balance of performance issue at Spa on a couple of the McLaren 720S GT3s. This is the Fox Motorsport number 40 of Nick Halstead and Jamie Stanley and the Paddock Motorsport McLaren as well of Martin Plowman and my mind has just blanked as to who shared the car with him at Spa but it wasn't Kelvin Fletcher. Um, basically there's something to do with the fuel mapping on the car that is part of the balance performance they're told which map they can run that controls the amount of turbo boost that is given by the turbos um, these two cars the 40 and the 11 during qualifying at spa exceeded the maximum allowed amount of boost um, and so therefore were found to have not complied with the regulations technically and were disqualified fox and paddock appealed um, because who wants to be labelled a cheat, first of all? And second, I think their argument here was that, well, we're running the right map, it's not our fault if we've done everything right and it's still gone wrong. Um, the National Court supported that opinion and that news broke just into free practice too. Um, it does confirm that Fox Motorsport did actually get their maiden win in GT3 overall um, because they won the race in Spa but were not allowed to celebrate the podium. Um, it does also mean that we now know success seconds that would need to be served in the race tomorrow. We now know the point situation as it stands going into tomorrow. And what we can say right now is that Ian Loggie sits 39 points clear of James Cottingham and Lewis Williamson going into the penultimate race of the championship. So the situation in terms of the championship, championship tomorrow is quite simple. If Ian Loggie doesn't lose any more than one point to his rivals, then he will leave Brands Hatch as provisional champion. If he loses more than one point to the number four car, then the championship fight rolls on to Donington Park. So, fingers crossed. I don't know which way you're going to cross your fingers, whether you want the, the two-season motorsport car to win or whether your support is for the Ram Racing Machine. But, whichever way it is, cross your fingers and hope the result plays out the way that you want it. On to free practice two then, and McLaren's continued to hold sway because in free practice two, it was the number two car which came out on top. This is the Team Rocket RJN car, uh, Simon Watts and 
James Kell sharing the driving aboard the white, yellow, and black machine. Um, early uh, early running wasn't McLaren. Early running, the control was held by the Porsche, the sole Porsche in the championship. After the uh, visiting Porsches from from Spa went off and had their twenty four hours and have now gone back to their own championships. Um, so it was Scott Malvin that set the early pace and that pace also held for quite a while um, it wasn't to be all the way through though um, basically um, over the course of the next hour various cars moved forwards and the Team Parker racing car ended up sixth at the end. Still a strong performance for that car this year. Um, I don't know I would have expected more from the car with these guys being in their second year in it but from what we've heard they've not been receiving the love from Porsche that um, that we would have expected from a official customer support customer program supported team. Um, so you, you can hear a, a motorhome manoeuvring in the background potentially here. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's really not been the, the whole experience of Porsche ownership that I think these guys were looking for. But going back to the front of the field, we've already said James Kell and Simon Watts took the top spot in the number two car. Number... Uh, number four, the James Cottingham and Lewis Williamson Mercedes took second place, um, finishing ahead of the non-Evo version of the Mercedes. Um, this is the Team Abacar, Richard and Sam Neary, who we've discussed several times, decided when the Evo version came out that it wasn't worthwhile spending the money. The car was quick enough as it was, and they've gone out and proved it because... I say, if we take a look at the, the, the timing sheets for free practice two, then we have, let's say, one Mercedes ahead of them. We then have, behind the non-Evo version, behind the number eight car, a uh, Lamborghini, a McLaren, a Porsche, another McLaren, another Lamborghini, and then the number six car, the Ram Racing car, uh, the championship leading machine. But there are four Mercedes AMGs entered into GT3 this weekend because Sky Tempest are racing a back um, for another round. Three of them are the latest, greatest Evo spec, the spec that won the 24 Hours of Spa a few weeks back. And one of them isn't, and that's the one that sits second of the Mercedes, third overall in the class. Barwell Motorsport uh, for Adam Ballon and Sandy Mitchell, the Lamborghini, is the fourth place car, the number 72. FP1 winners, uh, 76, took fifth place. Uh, as I say, the 66 finished sixth. That's Team Parker Racing, early pace set by Scott Malvin. Then Enduro Motorsport for Tilbrook and Clutton. Redline Racing for Alex Malakian and James Dolan took eighth. And this was... Fairly impressive, bear in mind when I looked out the window during FP2, the car was buried up to the transaxle in the gravel on the exit of Graham Hill. And it's never a fun time in a race car when you end up pointing 
backwards towards Graham Hill in that gravel trap because it means you had a very exciting ride to where the car finally ended up. Um, and then, as I say, the number six car in ninth. May as well round out the top ten here with Stuart Proctor and Lewis Proctor. Fourth place in GT3 Silver Am. Tenth place overall for Greystone GT. That's another McLaren. We then have the GT4 cars, and GT4 in the second session was topped by a familiar face at the top of the pile, the, McLa the McLaren, the Mustang, the Ford Mustang of Academy Motorsport. Marco Signoretti and Matt Cowley sharing the driving. Matt Cowley set the time, um, which put them having a quick gander here. 0 0.180 seconds clear of their nearest rival. Nearest rival in this case is Voluga Racing, the Mark Ratcliffe and Benji Hetherington Porsche 718 Cayman. Third place went to Jamie Day and Josh Miller, the Aston Martin from R Racing, uh, say potentially on course to become the youngest champions combined in British GT history. Uh, directly behind them were championship rivals Matt Topham and Darren Turner. Then the Assetto Motorsport full season car, Freddie Tomlinson and Josh, uh, Joe Wheeler, even the Ginetta G56 GT4. We did have one car which didn't actually turn a lap in the session, and that was the car that was, I don't know whether they're busy celebrating the fact that they had actually officially won Spa. Um, no, it's Fox Motorsport. We do know the reason why this car didn't take part. They'd managed to crack a turbo casing, um, which obviously is going to really, really mess them up in terms of their performance because the turbo will not be providing sufficient boost to the motor. So they had to pull in and get a new turbo fitted, uh, which obviously was done because they got out in time for qualifying. On the subject of qualifying then, because we move on, to the first two qualifying sessions and these are the two qualifying sessions for the GT3 cars started off with the amateur drivers then moves on to the pro drivers was stopped quite early on for a fairly sizable accident for one of the Greystone GT cars uh, the Greystone GT car in question 24 this is the single round entry for Andre Borodin and Ed Peed, um, the number 24 car, McLaren 720S GT3, of course. Don't know much about how the accident happened, but there were lots of bits of McLaren strewn along the Cooper Strait, the straight that runs directly behind the pits, um, and a car over on by South Bank, so on the side away from the pit complex, uh, which was rather stricken and in need of help that brought out the red flag in the early session you'll probably be aware but i'll remind you just in case you're not that the grid for a endurance race for a two-hour race or a three-hour race is set as a combined time from the two drivers which does mean that really it doesn't matter who topped the first session and who took the second session all that matters is the times when they're put together Regardless of that, the the times from James Cottingham, who topped his so his session, 
and Lewis Williamson, who came a very, very close second in his, uh, comes together to form a 247.562. Now, that is just under four tenths of a second clear, which today has been basically a, it may as well have been a lap clear, because we've never had, we've not had all day a margin as big as an average of two tenths of a second um, in 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 a session, enduro motorsport with the second place car, Morgan Tilbrook and Marcus Clutton. They will start on the outside of the front row tomorrow. Um, so we have our two most recent race winners off the top of my head. Yeah, two most recent race winners uh, on the front row of the grid. Third place went to Redline Racing, Alex Malakian and James Dolan in the Lamborghini. Um, despite the fact that one of their times was disallowed for track limits as well. And then we have the Adam Ballon and Sandy Mitchell-driven Barwell Lamborghini. Fifth place went to the number six, the Ian Loggy Callum McLeod car, the the, cham the championship-leading car, basically. Um, but they've got, they've got a bit of work to do because I can't imagine the two Lamborghinis or the McLaren ahead of them being happy to let them through to have a straight-up fight with the number four car. So they're going to have to... Uh, Ian, particularly, because it'll be Ian that starts the car, is going to have to be, as uh, as uh, the commentators tend to say, on his toes quite early on. Uh, Team Abba Racing took sixth place in the number eight. They also had a time disallowed. Um, and then, then great news for Century Motorsport because the number 91 car took seventh that's henry Dawes and alexander sims and alexander sims i mean he took it all the way to the end of his session and he really was pushing so it wasn't uh he wasn't giving up on improving further he just didn't quite manage to pull it off 76 car finished eighth they also lost a time for track limits uh followed by paddock motorsport kelvin fletcher in and martin plowman in ninth for the number 11 car and then the Fox Motorsport machine, which, bear in mind, they lost all of free practice to to, to to a major engine repair. I don't think that 10th place is particularly a bad result. So, James, congratulations. Pole position for the penultimate round of the championship. And at quite an opportune time as well. It's sort of keeping the title title fight alive, isn't it? How, how does it feel? Yeah, well, they do call it the Donington Decider. So, uh, yeah, I wonder how they've managed to make this work. But, no, yeah, really pleased. Um, we've been sort of there or thereabouts the whole season. We've been a very strong pairing. And, uh, you know, it just feels like a few times we've just missed out. Um, so today I was just determined to get a really good lap in, you know, lap one and lap two, because every quality I feel like I've left too much to lap three or four and I've just missed the window on the tyre. Um, and, yeah, I was really pleased with it. I feel like uh, there's probably a bit more as well, you know, had I really hooked the lap up a bit more. Because um, I wasn't quite ready. I, I Before the session, I just suddenly was like, oh my God, we're going in a minute, because I saw the other session end. So I kind of hadn't really gotten the zone. Um, so yeah, really pleased. And Lewis did a great job as well. And, you know, we did all we needed to do to be P1. And I think especially around this circuit, we, really, we are at a huge advantage to be starting from that position. So really looking forward to tomorrow and just want to get my head down and have a clean race and hopefully pull out a gap so that when we have our pit stop penalty it doesn't affect us too much. There's obviously no difference between the machinery between the two main championship protagonists. So putting 
was it four cars between you and uh, Ian and uh, Callum? That, that, that is a major advantage heading into the race, isn't it? It's a huge advantage for us. Um, you know, it's not only position though, it's risk. For us, you know, it's just the cars next to us and behind us. Whereas Ian's got the cars in front of him at the start as well. And, you know, we have seen in the past that at the start of the race, the first lap is potentially the most dangerous one. So, um, you know, I'm just glad that we can be out of that, hopefully. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed for him. But equally, you know, we want to we wanna finish up the road from him and take this to the line and hopefully try and get the championship. I'll be honest and say that I'm torn. I want to see you guys do well, but I've been watching Ian try and win this championship for how many years now? And it's... It, it's really exciting heading into the last last two races. Congratulations to, to both of you and good luck for the race. And hopefully we're having this discussion that we're still in the title fight coming into, into the next round. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's the second part of GT4 qualifying and I'm stood at the back of Redline Racing's GT3 garage looking at their timing screens and it's really quite impressive to me the amount of information that the teams have access to just from the timing system before you even think of telemetry from the car now when we're covering a race from home we get one timing screen we get a tracker and we get some some weather information but i'm looking here i've got six screens in front of me i've got the timing screen for the current session the timing screen for the aggregate scores from the two sessions. I've got the tracker. I've also got the weather data and it's presented in a in a clearer way here as well. Uh, above that I've got the the live pictures that are coming in from Hayfisher and then I've also got a bigger list of the notifications that are coming through from race control. Um, fast lane open, fast lane closed, green flags and uh, track limit infringements etc so it really is the the amount of information the teams have access to is, is is really quite impressive before you even think of what's coming back from the car that they're responsible for turning our attention now to the gt4 qualifying and again we have an incident on track um this was in the second session Chris Salcave had the wheel of the number 9 Century Motorsport BMW. We don't know exactly what happened. All we know is that we saw pictures, moving pictures of a not moving car. Uh, it was a number 9 car that was pointing ever so slightly the wrong way down the racetrack um, at the exit of Sterling on the rundown to Clearways. Now, I was down at Redline Racing at this point because there was a wall between just a wall between them and our racing who had topped the first GT4 session. So I thought, I'll get down to them because they're most likely to have uh, a good a good qualifying result. Obviously, I, I gambled the wrong way because whilst they're most likely to have a strong qualifying result, it was the other end of the pit lane I needed to be after GT4 qualifying, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I was talking to some of the mechanics and the engineers that work run the Lamborghini and we couldn't figure out how this accident happened. It's we don't know whether Chris gave it a bit too much gas and spun it himself, or whether he was pushed wide, or maybe he was helped, maybe even clattered off the side of another car. We just don't know. But there was some quite significant damage to the right-hand side of the number nine car, 
there's some bodywork damage and when the car was put onto the rollback the flatbed to come back to the pits the rear wheel the right side rear wheel was definitely not pointing in the right direction i've seen some crazy examples of camber and toe um in modified cars around mcdonald's car parks mainly but this was never going to work so there's been some there's been an impact there somewhere which has caused damage to the suspension system in the vehicle and it took them a while to load it as well now in qualifying that's a competitive session so the clock is stopped for a red flag but we still lost an awful lot of time in fact we used up most of the buffer zone that was planned into the program to allow the final session of the day to get done they only just managed to get the porsche um the sprint cup sprint cup challenge the visit cayman isles cayman cup thing they, they only just managed to get that the race done and the cars back to pit lane before we had to be race engines off regardless of of what happened in terms of stoppages to the sessions we do have a result of the qualifying session and richard williams and senon fielding in the audi managed to top the session by i mean we're looking over over a tenth of a second about 0 0.112 of a second so that's a respectable margin given that we've been dealing in hundredths for most of the day jamie day and josh miller were second so i was almost right in gambling on being all the way down the pit and end of the pit lane when i actually wanted to be all the way down a pit out but hey you win some you lose some toyota gazoo racing uk looked strong for most of the day uh, took third in the number 48 Toyota GR Supra for Tom Edgar and Jordan Collard with Team Parker Racing's Porsche in fourth the Academy Motorsport Mustang in fifth and the Assetto Motorsport car of Freddie Tomlinson and Josh Joe Wheeler even in sixth Championship leaders Matt Topham and Darren Turner sit in seventh ahead of Jack Brown and Will Burns, the surviving Century Motorsport car, Paddock, Mo Ritson and Adam Hatfield, and then the Voluga car of Mark Ratcliffe and Benji Hetherington rounding out the top ten. It seems every year towards the end of the year I come to you and say well done, congratulations, pole position for an ultimate round of the championship. Yeah. Brands Hatch suits you well, but yeah, yeah. well done, congratulations, pole position for an ultimate round. I know, I know. How does it feel? I know, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think um, it's a mixed emotion because obviously we know we've, you know, we've know we've got a great car under us to be able to get the job done, and we've just not quite exploited it, you know, as we should have done over the, the whole of the season. So, I mean, I'm just so lucky to have a teammate like Senon who can just literally pull a lap from nowhere and just you know all that one was down to him definitely I mean he gives me a lot of credit but credit where credit's due for that he's yeah done a hell of a job there I was down at Redline watching his fast lap yeah and I was like anybody else would be crashing that car because <laughs> <laughs> he had it right on the limit didn't yeah, he li I mean there was no there was absolutely well millimeter perfect and that's what he does you know so he's he's just uh yeah, I'm very, very lucky to have him as a teammate, so um, long may it continue. So going into tomorrow's race, at the moment yeah. you're three points down on the championship lead, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, so 
Good, chan good chance to turn it around ahead of Dunton Park. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, that, that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to do a job and job not done until end of Donington. So, um, you know, it's been, it's, been, it's been one of those years, really. It's been very up and down for us. So, uh, yeah, we've had the pace. The team have done a brilliant job. You know, we just haven't managed to execute all the time. We've done very well, but, you know, not, not really good enough to, to kind of come away with a championship early, which obviously would be nice. <laughs> um, Wasn't it a crack in the chassis that you had to change cars as well, didn't you? Yeah, we were chasing an issue at, S at Snet, and um, we went to Spa. Again, couldn't couldn't get to the bottom of it. We've had the issue before, and you know, and and so the, the t decision was taken that we just were very fortunate that we had a brand new car in the truck. <laughs> so put that down; it solved the problem. <laughs> oh, just pull out your spare Audi. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's but brand new car, yeah. low mileage on it. It's, 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 had, it's had a bit of running into the final run of the championship, exactly, yeah. if you can call two hours around Spa a bit of a running <laughs> in. <laughs> I know, I know, it sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Um, so, yeah, so we've got, you know, we've, we, we, we want to get the job done, and, you know, that's what we have to do to get the job done, then that's what we'll do. Now, before this pesky single seat has come back, yeah. I shall say congratulations. Cheers, Good luck for Good tomorrow, you. and Thank I you very much. hope we'll be speaking to you again after the race. Yeah, look forward to it. All Thank right. you. Now, if you are planning on coming down to Brands Hatch tomorrow, the event is continuing to go ahead despite the sad news coming out of Buckingham Palace and the uh, the, uh, the the installation of uh, of King Charles as as king that's been going on today. The decision was taken on Friday that the race meeting would go ahead. There will be a two-minute silence tomorrow, as there was before qualifying for GTs today. Uh, which was well observed by all the people at the circuit and we thank everybody for allowing those of us who wanted to to, to, to pay that respect to Her Majesty. Uh, the other change that has been made as a result of, of the death of, of, of the Queen is that when the podium ceremonies take place, trophies will be awarded but champagne will not be sprayed. So those are the, the changes that have been made to the programme for tomorrow as a result of, of, the, of the death of Her Majesty. So that's all about it, really. Um, I've, I've run through all, all, all the news. If you're not coming down to the circuit tomorrow, there are live streaming pictures of not just the race, but also warm-up which you can watch on YouTube and if you go to our website which is britscpodcast.co.uk or you can still get to it with the old website address bgtfshow.co.uk uh, you'll find that the first thing you see on the main page I've, I've done a bit of work to update the website um, so I'm trying to get people to take a look at it uh, is race weekend live brands hatch 2022 uh, picture of the old um, Optima Motorsport Aston Martin on there as well, uh, which I took here a couple of years back. If you're looking to follow the action from home, there's a link there to our Twitter coverage. There's a link there to the live timing and scoring, where you can have commentary from the circuit as well. So that's Mark Wirrell, uh on the on the lead, and then the, the the second commentator in the pit lane, whose name completely escapes me. Um, or there is links there for all the live pictures that you you can receive via YouTube. So you can find your link to warm up there, and you can also find your link to the race feed. 
no matter what you decide to do uh, in terms of whether you're coming down to Brands Hatch or whether you're going to stay home and watch it online uh, or be distracted by that you know that lo- low class single seater race is happening in in Italy. I mean, it's, that's not important, is it? It's only Formula One. Um, but no matter what you decide to do, please do get involved with us. Sarah is manning the Twitter all day, um, and do send her a message, cheer her up a bit because it's a it's a it's a bit tiring when you're sat there all day just typing away and and not really getting much in the way of interaction. If you're at the circuit, do send us a message we'll come and meet up we'll say hello um but for now that's the end of our first episode from the racetrack on the day there's a few quotes coming up as a few a couple of quick interviews that i did um immediately after qualifying and then you can enjoy your evening <laughs>